All right, here we go. Podcasting time. It is PowerWorks with Glenn Power. My name is James Pikeway, and we are coming to you from the garage. The garage. So you're going to hear noise in the background. You're going to hear people working on stuff. You better do. (laughs) Else you're going to have me open the door and start shouting. It's just been a bad start to the day, James. It's just one of well, those starts to the day. Well, look, usually we, we record in the podcast studio, and I thought, you know what? Why don't I just come over to the garage? And, you know, it's, it's always kind of fun. Yeah, but I like just, it. It's good. But you just never know what's going to happen. I <laughs> know. Oh, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, you know in general that it's going to be something that you wouldn't have believed could have happened. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. So yesterday. Porsche Cayman, and when wait, you wait, hold on, which model? Which model Porsche? A Cayman. It, it was. Okay. A, it's a twenty twelve. Okay. And you like it? Yeah, you yeah. drive really nicely. Yeah. Um, when you open the door from the inside or the outside, the window should drop out of the seal oh, so it doesn't break. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Or damage the seal, and then when you close the door, so half a second later, it goes yeah. back up yeah. into the seal. Nice, nice effect. This one isn't working because it doesn't know the door's open and closed. So when you pull the handle, it drops. But as soon as you let go, it goes back up. So then when oh. you push the door, because you can't yeah, yeah. They're pull handle, so you can't yeah, hold the handle and so you've got close the, the door. Yeah, you've got the handle pulled. You can't do that because you've got the other things. So you, you can, can pull the handle out and push the door to close it, but then it doesn't close. Right. And the reason is there's a switch on the door lock, which tells the door that it's open or closed yeah. and that switch has failed you can't change the switch you've got to buy the lock blah 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 blah, blah. how much does a switch like that cost uh, it's a porsche well you got to buy the door lock so the door <laughs> oh, lock's you've like you've got to buy the whole door lock yeah it's like 1400 dirhams or something yeah <laughs> yeah okay so I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm laughing only because you're going to buy the entire door lock you're going to rip that whole piece out you've got exter- for a micro switch for a micro switch yeah that's just bad design. Now, so, now, hold on. I do want to stop for a second because this is this is something that I've been thinking about only because in my own vehicle, this hasn't happened in a long time, but switches start to go, and I haven't had any switch blows. And usually it's not the switch. It's some micro thing somewhere that's built into it. In, in this day and age, that becomes the bane of so many people's existence is some little switch in a larger structure that doesn't like the heat. It's just been time. It's it's used yeah. and used and used and used. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, this, this this switch, the problem wouldn't be finding a switch, and the problem wouldn't even be necessarily changing that actual switch and putting it on there. The problem would be that in the dismantle process of getting to it, you're going to break stuff right. that you then can't replace. That, that's all, because like, it's you said 2012. They have plastic bodies, they're weather-sealed right. and all this stuff. Yeah. So, and you know. paint, is there going to be any paint that is going to... No, we're okay at that point. Okay, so nothing. Good. So, that's the issue with it. And I know what it is. We've seen it a hundred <laughs> times before, so I know... And is there no way to get in and just Sometimes do a little... Sometimes we clean the switch off and it's just yeah. some dirt on the contact right. or the um, metal spring arm yep. that operates the switch is bent or obstructed in some way. Yeah. Sometimes. But it's always... Worth. You've got to take it out to change it. So, you take it out to check it. It's no yeah. big deal. So that's in the door, right? We're all we're all happy that a door lock is in the yeah. door. Yeah, yeah. So as the door opens, the lock sits in the door, and it's a little bit that you see roll. Yeah. And you can, you know, my technician. <laughs> okay, hold on. He's he's just taken. Everyone is looking here. If you're watching us on YouTube, by the way, you can watch 
these podcasts and these radio shows yeah. on YouTube were there. Glenn just rolled his eyes. So we're back to the Cayenne. We're back to did you Cayenne or Cayman? Cayman. We're at the, the Caymans. Sorry, wrong vehicle. We're at the Cayman. We've got the issue with the door lock window sensor. So it puts down the window a little bit as you're closing the door. Nice. So the window sense is fine. Yeah. It's working. You move the handle inside or outside, then the window drops. Yeah. But what it doesn't do is stay down until it's closed. Right. So technician takes the seat out. Uh-huh. Why? <laughs> Why is he taking the seat out? He took the seat out of the... And there's a whole bunch of electronics on that seat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Takes the seat out. And bolts. For what reason I have got <laughs> zero idea. Absolutely, well, well, so when, less than an idea. When you spoke to the technician after, what what did the, what did the technician this say? Yes, interesting. <laughs> so, the seat is it's a Cayman, so there is zero space behind the front seats. Yeah. But they have the handle on the back on the side, okay, yeah. where you can spring load it. You just pull it, and the seat will fold forward, right, yeah. and it will slide forward on the runner, yeah. so you can put something behind it. Yeah. Everyone knows. A very small child or yeah. normally just paperwork. Your laptop case. Yeah, don't put children there. Yeah. Some flowers for your wife, girlfriend, Don't boyfriend. do that either. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> why, why not flowers? I bought flowers for Amy yesterday and she went, oh, they're nice. And that was it. So obviously they weren't nice, were they? <laughs> nope. So anyway. So anyway. So side note, I know this is the Anantara. The Anantara on the palm. Great hotel, stayed there before. Oh, nice in the lagoon, lagoon room. Yeah. Oh, what's that like? What are they like? Really cool. Because I'm I'm just an interloper, so I'll just go there and swim in the lagoon and make so it look just, like I I I've rented one of the yeah. rooms, but I haven't. No, you just um, oh, walk out nice. and there's no there's no uh, patio. You just walk straight into the lagoon. Yeah, it's cool. so I'm fa- if you ever go there, you you come into the main entrance. It's beautiful, and they probably got you know twenty five thousand dirhams worth of flowers. Oh, that easy. They yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if any you know you're talking about Amy and. and bouquets and i'm talking about my wife who i never give bouquets because i don't want that answer oh those are nice it's like you know i'm standing at the jewelry store looking in at some beautiful jewelry going look at that she goes that's the ugliest thing i've ever seen in my life and i'm going you're a lucky man i'm a lucky man (laughs) so i'm thinking you know check off flowers don't get those but yeah back to the anantara Twenty-five thousand dirhams worth of flowers literally go and take a look like these are orchids that have to be changed every five days i often wondered could i just pick a bouquet out of there and dash. Hotels are terrible for waste most of the time. Oh, yeah. So that would be a good they idea. Probably wouldn't it? mind it. Maybe they mulch them though for compost. <laughs> I, d- I wonder. So don't put yeah. the flowers in the back because Amy and okay. Don't so buy flowers. So the seat. Back to the seat. It's got the the little thing yeah. that goes forward. He took the whole thing out. So the seats come out. Where did he put the seat? For some reason, he's then <laughs> operated the spring loaded lever. Oh no! With the seat on its back, and the was he having the, a nap The on seat it? rail. Yeah. Has ejected, oh no! Right into his head, and folded his eyebrow <gasps> off the front of his skull. Oh no! Down there like that, and I said to him, "If that had hit you in the eye, God. you would have been blind in that eye, yeah. and possibly a lot worse." Yeah. Wow. And who it's ever, like, who would ever think of that? Now I've never done that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's because I'm better than him. I've never done it, and and and. Accidents allowed, obviously they always yeah. happen. But that's but there was no reason to take the seat out. So did did he indicate why he took the seat out? No, he was kind of a little bit dazed. Huh. So 
Mm. He's got, he's been, we stitched him up at the hot, well, me and DJ were going to do it, but, you know, we only had like cotton, so that wasn't yeah. any good. Okay. So he went to the hospital, we sorted him out in the hospital, we told him to stay away for three days and then got checked, he didn't have a concussion, which, lucky, that's good news. Yeah. But it's such a, it's such an unfortunate mistake. Yeah. Which is actually a silly mistake because he the didn't have to didn't take the seat out. out. And these 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 things baffle me. Yeah, I had no idea why the seat was coming out. And one of the things that I did not made me realize it didn't make me realize this because I've known it for ten years. You've got the customer giving me information in English in this case. Uh-huh. Both of us speak English as a first language, and then I'm passing that information on and sometimes there's two steps to it right my english was not the same english as the guy that the the owns a car actually in, in fantasy speaks queen's english and i speak northern english but you know we, we got the, the point queen have a summer place in the north of england probably but yeah. you know it's probably just a safe place <laughs> so we we get the gist of what's happening i'll pass that on to somebody most of the time dj um yesterday's case it wasn't and then that goes to a workshop controller whose native tongue is Tagalog mm-hmm. which then goes to a technician whose native tongue could be any number of languages it's the United Nations in this garage so you know and, and we're not the only people that have that issue and it's so easy for miscommunication or misunderstanding best case you you know you just waste half an hour but in this case he wasted a, a lot longer than that well, and three days off work and added time to the job severely because, hurt himself yeah and the other thing is what 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 people it's very hard to understand as you know that seat could have been broken yeah, beyond repair. Well, that's the whole other thing. You, as soon as you start taking everything off the rails, disconnecting the electronics, now it has to be put back on the rails. Make sure it gets on there right. Yeah, electronics reconnected. It's been well, you, sitting outside the vehicle for a- anything could have got bent. Yeah, moved. Uh, the spring could have completely come out of its yeah. seat. You, I mean, if you imagine the conversation of uh, just to let you know, the, the technicians had an accident while working on your car. Things have been a little bit delayed. Which is a fine conversation yeah, yeah. to have. We yeah. all, you know, I've, I'm suffering with one here, and I've got a cut on this finger, and it slows you down. You've got to yeah. clean your hand, and you've got to tape it up, and then that slows you down. Blah blah blah. Accidents do happen every single day, and we'll let customers know if it delays them. But then, when it's you know, most customers are reasonable people, and they'll say, "Oh no, is he okay? What's happened?" Well, he hit himself in the head with the seat. <laughs> yeah. You what was he doing with my seat? So automatically all of a sudden it's like hang on what and it, and it's it's it without seeing the whole without seeing and understanding the whole process of how we've got to that point a customer perspective and a customer perception having been given the a to z black and white of this is what happened yeah. the technicians nearly killed himself by taking his seat out and and operating the back release how's he taking my seat out? Yeah. You know, is my seat okay? And and that's not by any stretch calling the, the a, a customer unreasonable. It's a perfectly reasonable question. Yeah. 
You know, it's, it, it, it's crazy. And these these challenges every single day are quite hard to deal with sometimes. You gotta be very attentive. Everyone's gotta be very awake. You need someone who's strolling around the garage, just you know, looking yeah. at and saying, "Hey, what are you doing? Okay, you, are you clear?" And and creating a safe environment yeah, yeah. for the technicians to be able to ask questions. And that's hard because many of these your technicians are coming from other garages. They've had other experiences, and you know, they don't they don't want to admit. Okay, I'm not a hundred percent sure on one of these little things. I think this is how you do it. But I don't want to open up that door because in the past I've been... Well, this is it. Conditioned yeah. to a certain way of you've made a mistake here or you've done something and now you're going to yeah. pay the price for it, which usually here is is, is a financial penalty. Yeah. And it's, it's wrong, actually. You know, the first thing we tried to do, having obviously mopped up his blood and sent him away to the hospital and made sure he was okay. Nothing got on the car. No, no blood, thank goodness. No. Blood I, on the carpeting. I, I didn't see it happen, but it would have definitely knocked him out of the car. Yeah. I mean, where, where the where the seat was, he was right on the edge of the car anyway. I mean, it, it would yeah. have knocked him out of the car. But, big guy as well. <laughs> but it, it, what it made us think is, well, okay, so how has that happened? Yeah. You know, there's some form of negligence from the technician in, in yeah. that he's not necessarily carried out his duty. Does that become a teaching moment in the garage where you, you bring all the, you know, maybe it's one day a week where everyone sits down and say, okay, let's, let's go back over a few of the things that happened this week. Yeah, and exactly. Let's look at, look, let's look at Bob's And that's scenario. it. You know, that, that's where you get to a situation where, you know, okay, he's done this because he thought he had to. Yeah. So why did he think he had to? Yeah. So either he hasn't listened to, a, to, to instruction. I mean, to be fair, his English reading and writing is, as good as mine and there was a job card with it and it had the instruction of what the customer complaint was so it still made no sense at that point but maybe something has been yeah. you know relayed to him it happens all the time you know you drop your wrangler in i want to do a service you'll i'll make the job card just you know whoever will make the job card the car's in the workshop and then you'll call me and say oh i forgot to tell you there was a bit of a noise on the back can you just have a check for me i'll go over to the car if i'm not the one working on it and say can you check there's a noise on the rear right but that isn't on the job card and i've just explained it yeah needs to be added you know and these things it's a lesson to make sure everything gets added yeah get the process right and and it's no different to because it's it's possible someone called back up and said oh by the way the that seat there's a little bit of a a sound there's a you know a a scraping sound or a, a clinking sound or a can you, can you check that too? Sometimes you get a problem where the customers will, will wait, and we don't have a problem with customers waiting. You know, yeah. the forefront of our reception area is glass for people to do that so they can see that we're not doing anything yeah. untoward and we're happy for them to see everything we do. Now, that's cool, but a lot of the times, especially when the weather's good, it's not so bad in the summer for some reason, I don't know why, but when the weather's okay, a lot of customers will try and venture out into the workshop. Right. Yeah, no. And that's a problem. And it's not just where they haven't got safety shoes and they could slip on the floor and something might hit them. They might hear me and DJ swearing. You know, it's not a problem just for those things. It's it's a problem for the fact that they might go over to their car and speak to the technician about something, which then I don't know about. Not on the job card again. And then I don't know if it's been missed, if it's been, you know, and and these things are, and and you can never have it perfect. But right. it's always got to be a work in progress, and I think that's the... It's almost like the big sign. Yeah. Hey, for health and safety, you can't 
come yeah. beyond this glass window. Yeah. There's there's more to it than just the individual's yeah. safety. It goes, you know, a lot a lot further than that. And it's it's good to remember because look, no one trusts mechanics because everyone's been ripped off at one point or the other. You know, uh, Umramul, you drive around there. I mean, there's how many garages? I mean, I was seeing one the other day, and it's just like, whoa, cool cars, <laughs> but whoa, it's, you know, you're looking in and the guy's got the sledgehammer and he's working on something. It's like, oh my goodness, what? It's yeah. not brakes either. Mm. So I don't know what he was trying to loosen. Yeah, but, an oil filter. Yeah, it's just like, wow. So everyone has had experiences. So yeah, people are, people are skeptical. They want to watch. They want to be in there. They want to be over the shoulder seeing what's happening. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the process of... And nothing against Umramul, by the way. Oh, no, it's just, I mean, same, you know, Alcuse is known for garages, and it'd be the same, you'd have the same thing here. You, you couldn't say it about anywhere else because we don't really have garages anywhere else, do we? But, I mean, the, yeah. the process of vehicle arriving and vehicle leaving sounds quite simple. And then when you try and write it down as a schematic, it's really complicated. And then things like this happen, so you have to yeah. add things in. You know, we've had similar things where whenever, whenever there's a vehicle in for service, if it has a baby seat in the back, which at least half the cars we see have baby seats. Why aren't they taking them out? Like, I mean, a lot of two, two car families will okay. have uh, oh, so seats they have two in each car. Seats. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So, you know, if we are doing a service on it, we have to check the seat belts. Yeah. Now, strangely, and I don't know if this has changed in the last 10 years since I've, I've been in the UK, but on an MOT, if there was a baby seat in there and on a service, this was our standards for service as well at VW. We weren't allowed to undo the seatbelt and check it. Now, this is obviously before Isofix. Right. Isofix means that this isn't always a problem now. But in the case of a seatbelt strap seat, we weren't allowed to undo the seat to check the seatbelt. So it was automatically ignored. Mm. I don't like that here because if it's got a problem, you need to know if it's holding the seat in for the kid, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. maybe my attitude's changed because I've got because two kids of my own now. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I don't like the idea of a seatbelt failing on a, in a car accident that's got a, a kid's seat on. Now, we've taken seats out to do that. Now, when we do that, we put them in the boot or we put them on the seat upside down so that it's clear and obvious that we've mm. done that. You know, in the instance of putting a baby seat back in, you don't want to strap it in yourself with a seatbelt because, you, you you know, the technician might do it or we might do it wrong. Right. And then what happens? Yeah. But it needs to be clear and obvious to the customer that it, yeah. it that it has been removed, so that they don't just put it back on the seat, but yeah. don't strap it in, and then they put a baby in there. Then they're cursing you because oh, you know how long it took me to get that thing in there. You know, and it's like <laughs> yeah, it's fifty degrees outside, <laughs> sweating like yeah. a sandstorm marathon runner. Yeah. Oh. So the, these the, there's always so it's like okay so then and 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 before you know it you've got a process that's got. 15 steps and then there's each step has a couple of subsections and then subsections get subsection because yeah. I forgot about that and before you know you've got to end up with a Magna Carta before you're done yeah. and then it's like oh man then how it's okay for me because I've been sat in front of a screen or with a pen and paper preferably and worked it all out and I get it because I'm yeah. working through it in my head and then I pass it over to DJ and he's just like what is this <laughs> where have you got that from <laughs> What do you mean? Why is it? Why is the technician checking his temperature every three minutes? What are you doing? And because you just get lost in it. Oh man, what about what if this happens and yeah. what if that happens and you know. Yeah. So it's it's 
there's always going to be problems. And I guess the, the, the point of it all was to just say that, you know, there should always be a back and forth between everybody involved in it. There should always be some kind of dialogue between everyone where the technicians should be open and, sorry, should feel able to be open yeah. with, with me and, and DJ and everyone else and say, look, you keep giving me a job like this, but I think it'd be better if you did it this way. And that, from being a technician, I know for a fact the best ideas tend to come from them because they're mm. the ones doing the work. Yeah. And mm. and it's it, it's very important that um, we don't lose sight of that with everything else that we're trying to do, sell parts and find customers to actually come in through the door and yeah. keep the floors clean and keep the tools in check. And so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a bit of an animal at times. And that's the life of a technician in a garage. Glenn Power, PowerWorks Garage, the podcast. Technician, <laughs> charlatan, charlatan manager. So, but I'm back, I'm back to the guys and gals who are sitting in your waiting room with the glass window. Mm. And all I'm thinking is the mobile haircut Manny Petty truck drives up, the guy or gal drives up, and I could sit and, and you could do a service on my vehicle and I could get a Manny Petty and a little bit of a haircut. The mobile barber comes here to do my yeah. DJ's hair. I'm, sets up in there. It's like, hey, you well, know what? He does by, it in here usually. You know, but by the way, you're coming and uh, we can have the mobile barber here if you want to yeah. get a trim. It's like, why wouldn't any, why well, wouldn't people do this that? This is what I'm thinking. And, and you know, look, if, if the mobile barbers come in and they want to do a, a, you know, a little bit of a pedicure because, hey, who doesn't need to have the calluses and stuff on their feet sorted out? Why wouldn't I if I've got an hour? It's not like people are going to be walking in and out. Sit in the corner, get an espresso, and, and away we go. Watch thinking, the car. I'm thinking when you call for service and off upstairs for chakra alignment. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Should have brought the poles. Care, care for your car, care for yourself. There we go. We should do that. Yeah. <laughs> these, are, these are all massive opportunities, James. I'm, I, I know. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for you. We'll have to put them to Andrew. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. <laughs> so, so Andrew Thomas, Digi Geekster, and you might be saying, I've heard that name, but I haven't heard any tech shows in a long time because we have not managed to get the guy seated down for a podcast. There is the issue, however, that he's on a tech show and he's advancing in in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's gonna. Str- I mean, he's gonna struggle. I mean, he's like still. He's probably still PS4. I mean, <laughs> PS5. Hello, <laughs> you know. Waiting for the PS6. It's been like a year. Come on, Sony, hurry up. So I think his issue with the tech is that he's probably struggling now. He's just to stay, too old. You know, yeah. yeah, he's probably going to have to. I mean, he's, he's, he's probably just going to have to get some young upstart in there. Speaking of tech, what a great segue. And just saw this this morning. Of course, we're all on Disney Plus. No. And we're all watching the Star Wars shows. No, no you're not. No. You're not a Star Wars guy? No. I was the only person in my A-level physics class that didn't watch it, and then it became a principal. It's, it's a really big thing in our house because my boys, my, my oldest, is so engrossed in Star Wars to the point he's graduated. Finally, he was on the seven-year plan. He's, <laughs> I know. He's graduated. You don't know how good as parents we feel. One, that our child, who was on the seven-year plan, has graduated. And, and truth be told, he did that thing that makes every parent and child cringe. In their studies, three quarters of the way through, which added years to the plan, said, I, I think I, I want to drop out of a program. And it's like, <gasps> right, because you're, all you're thinking is investment in that education. And what, yeah. you want to drop out? You're like, no, 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 I don't want to drop out. I just want to change programs. And it was like, okay, yeah, yeah, change, change, do it. 
And he's like, wait, you don't mind? He's like, I don't want you to draw him out. Yeah. So, he, so he's finally finished. And as a gift, we said, you know what we'll do? I'm going to take you to Disney, and we're going to take you to the Star Wars experience. He's such a fan. Not only is it, this is booked. We're doing it. We're taking him. And not, the, not the youngest, because he's busy. He's working, and he's going, really? Uh, no. <laughs> Disney, yeah. I don't mind going to Disney. Disney's always fun, because we're a, a Disney family. But he says, yeah, I, I can live without the Star Wars. Thanks. So, and he says, you know, another time. So we're taking the oldest. He's booked himself in for a lightsaber workshop with the age being five plus. <laughs> so Destroying little kids. So I'm thinking, hold on, hold on. You're 20 plus and you're like super excited. It's going to be full of five-year-olds. He's going, I don't care. It's, oh, this they're is, all going to get put in the place, yeah, aren't they? They're all, yeah. So, but he, he's got all the time, you know, all the timelines and things and that. And I'm going, like I was, the, I remember going to Star Wars and seeing that first one. And I was just a young, young guy. But my kids, who were not even a, a glimmer of light in anyone's mind when Star Wars started, you know, both of them are interested. The oldest is is over the top. So the way this comes in is because Disney Plus, as we know, we've had the Mandalorian, we've had the Boba Fett, yeah. now we've got Obi-Wan Kenobi. And what has Volkswagen done? They've come out with one of they've 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 created Obi-Wan Kenobi inspired ID buzz vans. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I, I mean that what what how <laughs> right. It's just I don't watch it. So I don't know. I've never watched a single one of them. Not even to the point where I could even say I've watched one and turned it off. It's just a, you know, they've just played around with some coloring, they've played around with a few decals, they've played around with some, you know, tire covers and maybe they've put some graphic inside. Fuck, everybody knows I'm a VW guy. I know, but and that VW is beautiful. You know, the, I the, do like the ID bus, to be fair. Yeah. But they should have kept the the rainbow camouflage that they were driving it around <laughs> in as a permanent fixture, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> Definitely. But what a what a great idea. And it's just a, a lot of automotive companies and, you know, doing things, tying up with popular series and doing good, the Kenobi. Good marketing, yeah, I suppose. That's, that's all it is. I mean, are they... The thing is, who... Who are they expecting to buy this? Yeah. Because well, a proper VW bus follower, fan, owner, are not going to be happy about having an electric one, surely. Like that, the true hardcore hippie. Yeah, like this is, this is, well, you know what? This is geared at the hippie who's now grown up. Is a child of the hippie. A child of the hippie who's yeah. thinking, hey, you know what? It's Gen Z who's aspiring now to have one of these. I mean, I've got no... I, I love VW transporters and always have and always will. And I've got nothing against having an electric one. Absolutely nothing against it. And I don't know why with the with the way you can store electricity now yeah. and, and the advances in solar panels and, oh, and wind yeah. generation, I don't know why they haven't done a retrofit to the transporter before this. Yes. And maybe they will. Maybe listen, they will. Listen listen to this. Two models represent the famed dichotomy of the Star Wars world. The light side edition based on the passenger ID buzz model is a combination of the Jedi tunic beige on the bottom and droid chrome on the top. Separated by a blue line and blue tinted windows that represent represents Obi-Wan's lightsaber. Chrome. 
That's the piece. Chrome. That's the worry. <laughs> See, there's no reason for it to be chrome. Everything you don't have chrome on cars now. It's just all lights, light strips. There's no chrome anywhere. It's just lights. Oh, so, so the point being, a lot of hookups with with car companies, and yeah, and, and you get the great question. They're, they're clearly not going to make a bajillion of these, but there are going to be a, a few folks who dive in on this. Go, but then the, the, just love Star the Wars. Star Wars collectors, are they going to buy one? Yeah, for sure. They're Whatever all, they all going to want one. They're all going to aspire to this. It's just like, okay, I need it. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I mean, look, when we were apprentices, we had one of the uh, Torans that was used by Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, oh. which was the Hulk one. Nice. We had one of the prop cars in uh, the training center. And, I mean, that was just purely for visual. It was it, it didn't function. It didn't have yeah. any of the stuff in it that the, the one in the film had. It was just an external visual one. And it was cool to know how it came about and understand why they did it and what they did and, and why, why it was used and ha- why there was four or five of them and whatever there yeah. was. But this isn't something that's going to be used in the film. This is just something. No, that's... no, no. There's no one driving this in the film. There's <laughs> no, so, no. It's, it's this no. is a bit weird. Yeah, it's just me. it's just a fanboy or fangirl item. You're a fan of Star Wars. You're a fan of of you know the character. You just want a I mean, Star Wars like, vehicle. If you like VWs and you like Star Wars, this is all why you would need. you do that? Yeah, I love this line. Here's another paragraph that describes something. Both vehicles feature underbody lighting. In their respective accent colors and special lettering, underbody lighting in the wheel wells and stuff. Underbody, this is it. Only got better. Chrome on the top if you get the droid version, and underbody lighting just got worse. You know, if, if you're if you're into the Sith, into the into the Darth Vader, it's going to be red and ominous. <laughs> so, what's the difference then? Why is one red and one blue and one black? Well, and one because white? when you've got the Obi Wan on the good side. The Jedi, then you've got the dark side. Because you might be into, you know, Darth Vader. I mean, the black one looks there. That's the Sith. That's a fact. But I don't know. I think it's... You get in and it goes... I don't know about that. Maybe that's the noise the um, AC blower makes. (laughs) I think you get all your ways directions by Darth Vader. Hopefully you do. Then it's really worth it. (laughs) Then then they've not... In fact, if that's not true... They've missed out there, aren't they? Yeah. So it was it was actually kind of, and we were going to go back to just for a second, no spoilers here either, talking about the Obi-Wan on Disney Plus and, and tuned into the very first episode and they start things off. Maybe the best bring you up to speed couple of minutes at the start of a series ever to help you figure out where does this particular point of Obi-Wan Kenobi's life, where are we? And what's going on? And how does this all work? And who are the characters? And it, it was so fast and so on the spot that you you actually could, you saw, you didn't have to know who the characters were. If you did, even better. It was like, oh, look at this. But if you didn't, it was, hey, here we go. I, I get where we are. I get what's going on. I get what's happening. It was, it was spectacular. And there's a lot to go with there. But, but here's the thing about Star Wars, and it's, it's the do your mind in, right? So we're talking space, right? They've, they've got yeah. lightsabers. They've got spacecraft. Where Obi-Wan finds himself on Tatooine, you know, he's got a job. We're not going to talk about the job. But he's, where is he working? Because he's, you know, he's blending in. He's working Starbucks. on an assembly line 
that's harvesting and you know the the Star Wars aficionados will tell me what it's all what what it is but let's just say it's a some animal like a whale or whatever that's on land that's dead and they've got a meat harvesting operation going on and they're just cutting things with knives and it's coming up on this conveyor belt so very old school yet it's new school <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is not earth this is some other far some other, distant some other galaxy planet. yeah 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 yeah. Well, fair play. Yeah, it's. I mean, but there's all the modern stuff, you know, security stuff, and then just got the knife out and they're just cutting up things, and it's still using knives. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not some laser cutter. Why? No. You can just, just get his lightsaber out. Yeah, 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 yeah. got like a pocket version, yeah, like a leather, like a Leatherman you version. Think, yeah, you think it's like, it's so it's it's hilarious, hilarious. So it's like Moby Dick meets. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. and this is a series, not a film. No, it is a series. Yeah, I think there's only six in the series. series. So what they've done on Disney Plus is they've they've gone and so you've had all the films, which I think they're on a break now. Someone will correct me, but they've then gone into certain characters and they oh milk that franchise and they do about half an hour shows. Honestly, and I and I I say this as someone who who loves watching Star Wars and loves getting into it, but I am not the person who is dissecting timelines and dates and this and that. That someone else will do that. <laughs> I just enjoy it as fun. And these shorter series, about half an hour in length, maybe six or ten in them, so they're not well long drawn yeah. in. I think they're possibly better than the actual Star Wars films, and they borrow heavily on them. So there's characters who are in the films who are in them. So they're they're not separate from the film franchise. They're just a another line of that franchise, and it, they're they're great. We just started watching The Offer, which is a okay. series prequel i think i've only watched one it seems to be of to the godfather oh okay which is quite good some of the acting in the first one was quite cool yeah and i was um thinking to myself this is obviously they couldn't make another (laughs) godfather film right right they need some content i know what we'll do but it's probably going to be better because you're going to learn more about an individual character rather than having to fit everything into 90 minutes well Godfather wasn't exactly a short film, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, hey, might give it a go. I mean, probably be The Walking Dead, right? That's on Disney Plus as well, isn't it? Uh, no, that's AMC. I thought they had it on Disney Plus oh, though. I don't know because that's here next. Is that you can get that here now? I think you can get it on the OSN. OSN thing, is it? Yeah, Walking Dead. Ooh, we're getting close to the end. I'm at the end of my tether, <laughs> so don't worry about it. I'm, I'm just, I'm just watching. Uh, I'm just. I'm just trying to find old American Hot Rod episodes on Discovery and stuff. See what Boyd Coddington's been I, up to. My, my kids stopped watching Walking Dead. They got me into the Walking Dead. They stopped watching it. My wife and I are still watching it. But we pretty much wait for you and Amy to give us the, the go-ahead. Is it worth watching or not? And so we'll see where the next set go because they've got, what, two more things they've got to kick out. I don't know. I'm hoping it's Stranger Things. Back to cars. Stranger Things. There's a new series of Stranger Three Things. Three years out. since we've had that. The kids have gone from well, you'd call it in America, middle school. Right. Is right. that what you'd call it in yeah, America, yeah. North America? Yeah. And they're now like, well, they all look weird because they're all going through puberty. Yeah. The, thanks I don't know COVID. if I, wa- I don't know if I want to watch it. But more to the point, there's a guy turning up to school in a five series BMW. <laughs> Why is this guy going to school? It's 1986 or whatever it is. <laughs> 
how much money I, is this guy got? I don't know if I want to watch it. Like I know everyone's saying, "Oh, Stranger." I, I'm going. I don't know. I I don't know if I want to invest any more time in something like that. Yeah. I. Yeah. Well, I I, I don't know. loyalty. It's an un, yeah. unexplained human loyal characteristic. Yeah. But so the BMW reminds me. I want to talk about it. Brown car guy. Shazad. Shazad. So, Jake, if you're not watching any of that, then that guy's prolific with content yeah, yeah. On, on YouTube. Relentless. Yeah. Relentless. Yeah. His stuff's good. And I watched his, which is kind of relevant only to London at the moment in the UK, but there's an ultra low emission zone in the UK, in London. In right. central London, you have to pay a congestion charge right. for almost all cars unless they're zero emissions to drive into London. Mm. Then there's also a fee to pay if you hire classed as a, an older or high emissions vehicle. Okay. And it's about £12 a day. That's a lot. £12.50 a day. Yikes. So, you know, we're talking about a lot of money every day. Yeah. But now, apparently, in the extension and the expansion of those plans, classic cars aren't even allowed in the zone. So <laughs> not only can you not drive them, you can't even have them on your driveway. Wow. If they expand that zone out. Wow. So he was walking around the suburb of London that, that he was in at the particular time. And there was a couple of old Nissans. I mean, I I wouldn't urinate on them if they were on fire. They're not my kind of thing. <laughs> but he was making a valid point. There are a lot of people that like them and they did look in good condition. Yeah, They wouldn't be allowed to be kept there. Yeah. So yeah, either it yeah. cost the guy £12.50 a day per car, so £25 a day, to just, just to park them on the road, not necessarily even use them. Or he'd have to sell them or scrap them. I mean, I'd scrap them. Yeah. Or... Because you're not an Nissan guy. Or pay for storage somewhere outside the zone. That's ridiculous. That is yeah. ridiculous. And and it it comes across initially, I was quite taken by it. Obviously, I've been out of the UK for a long time, and I don't pay much attention to things that don't affect me. I'm just selfish like that. But the, the it made me think initially, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Why are they doing that? You know, yeah. the, what but what are they actually doing? And then I thought, you know what? People that love those kind of cars are really going to have to love them to keep them. And then that means that people like us and people like us that will only ever work on internal combustion are going to become more valuable. Sure. They're going to become more appreciated. And it'd be fine. The, the, the issue I actually have with it, I think long-term it's going to work out for people that only ever want to work on internal combustion. That's going to be a dying art. Right quite soon but what you've got is a situation where the government in the UK in this case in London in particular are saying no you can't have that yeah. okay so what are you doing to support the manufacture of a vehicle that I can have then yeah. because when you've got vehicle shortages all around the world which we talked about at nauseam on this show well come on then UK yeah. get Man up a little bit, pick yourself up off the floor, and say, "Right, well, we'll start manufacturing this then." Yeah. Well, that's ridiculous. That and and the fact that they're not doing it. Yeah. There's no alternative. While we were back in the UK, we did a a scrap car scheme where if you scrapped a car, so if you took an old car that was over ten years old, to a car dealership and bought a new car, yeah, they would have to give you a thousand pounds for it, Jeez. and the government would match that. So you get two thousand pounds off it. So Do you, you think could, that could ever come here? Do you think they would ever start doing something like that in, you know, core of Abu Dhabi, Dubai proper? Say, okay, 
is anywhere that's inside the water ring, you can't have internal combustion engine. You can't have vehicles at uh, over a certain age. I would like to think... All the gardeners would be done for. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you can't take a lawnmower in a Tesla, can you? Yeah. Well, Put it's it in the back the, of a Nissan Sunny, no problem. It's all those Sunnies and Corollas, those ones that, you know, they're... That you what, can batter around, though, that 2000 cost you 200 dirhams. 2005 or, or something? Yeah, yeah, you, you know, know which ones I'm talking about. Yeah, but I mean... The, be gone. The, there is no, well, this is the solution, yeah. and this is what we're doing. Oh, by the way, we've been doing this for a year, and now you've not been listening, so here's the problem. In six months' time, you're going to start paying me £25 a day to keep two classic cars on your drive. Yeah. Well, that's ridiculous. You need to give... There needs to be a solution, and there's there's such... And it'll be the same in any country in the world. North America's got problems as a continent. Europe's got problems as a continent. Asia, Africa... Any continent with people in it have problems yeah. by the nature of the fact that there's people there. But I'm not for one minute suggesting that we go and start producing vehicles in Antarctica. But what I am saying is there should be, surely, enough skills, manpower, workforce, sorry, I shouldn't say manpower, workforce, there should be enough of these people and desire to do something that there's an that there's an opportunity to create a car yeah. to to okay well this is this is the solution we're going to give you i tell you what we're going to do we're going to work at figuring out how to get off of the necessity to use these cars yeah. or you know what you want to use internal combustion you can only use them at the weekends between five o'clock on a friday afternoon and 7 a.m on a monday morning I think here the big challenge will be all the folks who are driving around and, and a little bit of tongue in cheek, but we all see them and hear them is, is the Nissan patrols that have been decked out. You, know, but really you can't use them on the road anyway. <laughs> Realistically. <laughs> Someone who, came up beside me in one of those and I thought, I thought I'd, I thought I'd uh, thrown a rod or something. Yeah. And then he passed. And went, oh, okay. It's him. Not yeah, me. I mean, I suppose thinking about it and saying it out loud, the only problem with doing that, it's a little bit like charging for carrier bags. Yeah. Like basically saying, if you've got the money, you can kill a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> you want to exactly. kill a turtle? Yeah. Give me five pence, you know that, and that's yeah. you know, and well, that's that's the problem. But that's you, the only way we can get people to do stuff is we've got to hit them in in the wallet, yeah, until it gets so uncomfortable. And we're we're starting to see it now. Fuel prices are going up. It's hitting people in the wallet. They're never going to come down. Like let's be honest, no, no, they're never no, returning. No. And people are now starting to go. Ooh, I don't know if I can drive. I don't know if I can do that trip. I got to find another way. We're going to, you know, we want tourism. I mean, th- try getting onto an aircraft right now. I mean, we all know we've got to fly out. If you didn't get your, your tickets before stuff happened three months ago with the Ukraine, it's ongoing war there. Airline prices, fuels, they're all up 20%. Well, they're just passing that 20% on to you and me. Yeah. And suddenly tickets are, for some, are becoming unaffordable. Look, you've got, you've got a lot of... So hit people, in, hit people in the wallet causes very rapid... It's okay. And I, I agree to an extent. But, but the problem with that is... People own I, rolling stock. I cannot, and I would probably say nobody that I work with is financially in a position yep. to go and buy an electric vehicle. It's not even in my it's not even in my, my near future to own an electric vehicle. Take Tesla for example here. So you can go to Tesla now and try and order a car and it'll be six to twelve months. And I know this from two people that have done it recently. The first of those people that did it came back to me saying that the sales executive told him 
all of our orders have already been pre-purchased. Really? And here's a number of a guy who's got one. And they're buying them at, let's say, in this case, 175,000 dirhams, which is not a bad price. Okay. Not too bad for a Model 3. Uh-uh. That guy, without driving it, <laughs> without taking off any of its delivery wrap, is selling them for 250. There you go. Speculated He's on it. He's got the money. Yep. He can do it. He speculated on it. He's but that means now nobody can do it. And, you know, I shared you the, and I've seen it in the notes, BW are resurrecting the Scout name, which means nothing oh, man. to anyone outside of North America, I don't think, but it's a big deal. Sure. You know, and if you want to get a look at a Scout, go watch the, it's the series, and I've mentioned this to you, Animal Kingdom. It is not David Attenborough. <laughs> it's not that Animal Kingdom. This is a family that's gone really bad in Southern California. One of the vehicles the boys drive, and I say the boys are our age, one of the vehicles is an international scout. And you look at that thing, it, it's like a cross between a Jeep and a and a Bronco. Oh. Yeah, well, I looked I, them I up mean, and I saw them. If BW is going to start making those, I'm in. Well, I looked them up, and the, and the thing that struck me was the fact that well, they were like, yeah, we want to do what Rivian are doing if it's $70,000 for forty. And I'm yeah. thinking, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. No I'm problem. That's great. That's That's fantastic. But then you think to yourself, we're still talking about $40,000. Yeah. Just because it's 30 grand less than the Rivian, $40,000. Who's got that kind of cash lying around? So you're still out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, this is probably no different. It's obviously a lot more important to a lot more people and to the future of the planet. But it's not much different to the 80s when it went from cassette to CD vinyl to cd it's probably not you know cds yeah. probably were quite expensive at the yeah, time sure and you know not everybody had one and then i remember mini discs when i were at school there's no way my parents would buy me a mini display because they were yeah. crazy i mean it lasted five minutes who cares yeah. but there was no way i could have had one we, we wouldn't have been able to buy one of those technology is always expensive when it comes out look at the new mobile phone <laughs> yeah you know the first thing that this did when i turned it on two years ago was Tell me that the new one, the S21, was on its way out. <laughs> Pre-order yours now. Excellent. <laughs> Literally just opening the phone. But, it, you know, and they aren't cheap, and technology yeah. is expensive, and there's good reason for it a lot of the time. Sometimes it's not justified, and I think in the case of a phone, it isn't justified. Yeah. But but these cars. 40, like, well, it's a lot of money. Th- there, there, is no, there is no solution to it that, yeah. that, that, that can help quickly and quickly enough. It, well... It, we're, we're talking CO2 gas emissions. I think one of the, you know, we always talk cars and it, it's easy to look at a car and the con- internal combustion engine and it's just stuff coming out of the back of that thing. And you, you want to cut down CO2 gas emissions? Cut down the, the farmed meat industry. Yeah. I mean, that's, the, you know, if we all became weekend, weekday vegetarians and we only ate red meat on the weekends, do the change, yeah. huge yeah. cut back on that. We never talk about that, the instant change of diet. And, oh, don't, that, you know, that'd be great for cholesterols. That would be all sorts of things we've got going on. We yeah. change our diet. One of the one of the things with what we're talking That's about with, show, with, with cars, it is, and we should probably talk to Jenna about it, but my right. brother's a vegan, and I mean to the point where he only drinks vegan drinks. Is there such a thing? Vegan beer. Get out of here. He won't have honey. He won't have vegan. Yeah, but beer, he has, he has but, vegan hair products. But, but beer, everything. beer only has water, 
barley, and hops in it. You tell me. How, there's nothing that's not vegan in there. You tell me. <laughs> vegan beer. <laughs> that's just a that's just a branding. Sells to their face. <laughs> that's it. But no, I always. I mean, I I I I, I have full respect for what he. Yeah, his choice that he's made because he's made it ethically. He yeah. hasn't made it because he doesn't like meat or is allergic to meat. Amy's yeah. dog was allergic to meat. A hey, dog there, that was allergic to meat. I, I, I mean, saw, that's quite a deal, right? I saw a an article in I want to say the New York Times, but it might be the Toronto Star, talking about these ticks that they've detected. They're in the states, but apparently they're moving to Canada. So it's Toronto Star on the deer. The, so they're not deer ticks. But they're ticks that if you get beat, bitten, these ticks have whatever virus in them that literally makes you allergic to meat. I've read something about this. And when, so people are then eating red meat after they've been bitten by these ticks and they get like, they're in pain, their yeah. joints, their stomach. It, it's an allergic reaction because of the ticks. Can yeah. you imagine? No. And you see, one of the problems is it's like when it comes to a car. Most of the time when we buy a car, we want to know, well, how big is it inside and yeah, yeah. how big is the engine? How fast can it go? That's it. You know, Did and it's like when you cook a meal, I'm said, having chicken, what am I having with it? I sent you the Mustang thing off yeah, of yeah. Instagram and the guy's like, I'm not buying any electric. He's got that GT V8 nice. supercharger. Yeah, I to DJ actually. And, you know, I just looked at one look at that and went, oh man. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the change, people change into a, Zero emissions cars is a massive thing, yeah. But it's just not achievable in the short term. It's a it's a long, long term thing. Yeah. And I don't know that we've got the time for that. Did you see what Honda's doing? So Acura, which we don't get the Acura badge here in the UAE, but that is a Honda brand. They are bringing. They brought back the Integra. Stopped making yeah. Integras in 2006. They brought it back for one final run, and 2023. That's next year. They're not making any more. Internal combustion engines. Integra is going to be one of the last off the thing, and the Integra's out with a bang. Them on the, it, and the Integra's on what the the Civic Honda Civic platform. So it's you know two hundred horsepower, you know front wheel drive, CTV. Why would you want that? Or six speed manual. And they said if you get the S class, you can get the manual or the A package, the A spec package. But it's forty two thousand dollars. You can have a CVT or the manual. No, you pick. buying the CVT. Surely. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> but it's twenty twenty two. Well, it'll be twenty twenty three. Yeah, twenty twenty three. That's it. It's done. One more year. They're gonna. They've just brought it back. They're gonna do one run of these internal combustion, and then there's no more. Honda's getting out of it. They're getting out of the internal. Yeah. Well, combustion you see, Honda, day. Honda were the ones that pushed the hydrogen. I forget the name of the car now. They did. Was it the Indigo or something? That they had the the hydrogen model that ran in California, and it's like, guys, that was twenty years ago. Yeah. Keep on. Come on, keep on, keep on, move on, move on, because that the 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 issue is if you're on a zero emission car now, okay, you there are a couple of hydrogen ones you can buy, but there aren't many hydrogen. The network isn't there yet. No, no. So effectively, you've got a choice now. Okay, there's brands, but it's just a choice, and it's no. I'm not saying they fix the market, but if for and this is hypothetical, I'm talking out of my backside but if elon musk's need if elon musk needs thirty five thousand dollars for a model three then he will make sure that i'm sure nobody else is selling one similar for less yeah. by having a communication with that person for example the head and ceo of vw yeah. and say can you make sure that you know 
we're kind of compared. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I know that that's happened, but what I am saying is he'd be silly not to have done that. Yeah. And while ever that's the case... It's totally illegal, that. It that's is illegal. That's, that's well, price it is. It is. But yeah. it's, come on. <laughs> I don't know that it's happened. But what I'm saying is when you either have to buy an electric car or an electric car yeah. or you stick with your internal combustion, you want to make what you're now being told is the ethical, responsible choice of buying an electric car, you've got to go and get yourself into a massive debt because they're so expensive. Yeah. yeah. And for what? It's, it's, it's just going to highlight the, you know, you drive rental schemes, the rent by the second. All that's going to happen is it's going to make it that they're going to regulate. In the UK now, if I, want to, if I went back to the UK now, I can go down to the hardware store and go to B&Q or whatever one I choose, and I can buy a wind turbine, a storage system, some solar panels, everything. I think you could probably even get hydro generators for for waters for stream yeah. for running Imagine. water right Imagine. i can go there and buy it it can cost me a fair bit of money it yeah. is maybe three four five six thousand pound but i can go and do that now i could go now and yeah. do it i tell you that that will change very very soon because the oil companies that are selling petrochemicals right well the only way they can stay in business and and, and survive is if they somehow manage to get in control You're of... You're so cynical. ...to get in control of the generation of power. You're so cynical. It's a fact. How do you have How do you have a company that's a multi-billion dollar company just say, oh, can't sell oil anymore? What are they going to do? Yeah. Well, it's all the... Other, I think the, the other side of the oil industry, yes, there's the, the generation of stuff, and there's still going to be so many countries that are still using oil as a form of, you know, what they're using to burn for electricity or gas or et cetera. What we, we often forget about, and I, I've got to go and do a little bit of research on this to get the numbers, but all of these plastics and all of these things are all petrochemical yeah, yeah. creations. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not putting oil in, uh, into our cars, but we've upped our plastic game. We've upped our you container still game. You refined the oil. Oh, man. You know, Original, Japan's yeah. got to be one. And, I, and I, I love stuff in Japan. But have you ever bought anything from Japan and you buy foodstuffs from Japan? The amount of plastic... And high quality plastic and and containers that things are in that are disposable and that are you know dubious recycling at best. It's crazy. Yeah, well, that's all oil products. And recycling <laughs> takes energy. Oh yeah, yeah, ah. which comes from hydrocarbons. Yeah, at the moment. Oh man. And we've got fifty electric vehicles on the street being charged from somewhere. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's it's a it's a difficult one, and I don't oh, know man. how. There, there has to be some form of intervention, either in the form of a financial incentive for people to buy zero emissions cars, yeah. rather than a penalty for the internal combustion, because what does that solve? There isn't enough public transport. Yeah. You can't just say, oh, well, I can't afford the electric car. I can't keep this car, so I'm going to sell it to a collector. I'm yeah. going to have to use the bus, because there aren't enough. Yeah. Yeah, and where's you. the electric buses at? I hear you. You know? You know, we got we got to wrap things up. I want to remind anyone who's listening to us, if you're listening to us on the radio, WhatsApp in your questions, and we will get them on the program. Please do that. WhatsApp, if you're listening in on the radio. If you're listening in on the podcast, podaholics with a K at gmail.com, fire your questions into us. We will get them into the podcast because we love hearing from you. And if you just want to say, hey, you guys, you know, you have absolutely no idea. Let us know whether it's on WhatsApp. Whether I it's have no idea. Follow with a K at gmail.com or fire through on the WhatsApp and get the questions to us. And 
Glenn, as always, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you. And coming to you from the PowerWorks Garage podcast studio today. <laughs> the podcast studio. <laughs> going to do it all again real soon thank you very much for listening if you're on www.potaholicswithak.com listen to some of the other shows we've got lots of great content there and we look forward to talking to you really really soon i'm james pikeaway glenn power powerworks garage this is the powerworks podcast <laughs>